listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. This Kingsbury decision is somewhat surprising. Now, we can say it's surprising that it's not coupled with Murray, and I, and I think maybe there's some truth there. It is telling for sure that it's not coupled with a deal for Murray. You know, in the same, I mean, it's one thing not to have the deal on the same day, it's another thing that there's such contention, it seems, between Murray and his team. But amongst the analytics crowd, amongst those who are quote unquote, um, Analytics, let's say, depend not dependent, heavy, you know. They don't like Kingsbury. And I'm not sure. It's so hard to tell with that crowd because they're so fixated on fourth downs. It's like that and not running the ball. That's the only two things they care about. And and that's why the Chargers, Staley's, they love him. They love Staley. <laughs> but yeah, better than Ballard. I mean, literally, there were serious – I won't even – I don't even want to – Maybe the person wouldn't be ashamed. I don't know. But I don't even want to shame the person. He's a fairly known guy, analytics guy. He goes, uh, when Chargers were playing the Patriots, it was like, yep, Patriot or uh, Chargers got the um, big coaching advantage. And it, he was serious. <laughs> he was serious. Well, and, you should shame him. Well, no, no, no. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyway, to me, Kingsbury's unloved. McKenzie, who, you know, he's on the periphery of that community in the pre-production. And we're going to ask him now. He said, you know, I just I always thought Kyler Murray was Kingsbury's no good. So I figured Murray's really good. I mean, what has you so against Kingsbury? McKenzie. Well, being a Shanahan disciple, I've always thought that a lot of guys just run it or pass it too much. And the Cardinals seem to like to pass it every single time. So I always thought that was kind of a cheap so the thing that, that most of the analytics people love, pass, 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 you because of Cousin Kyle are like, no, 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 that's the problem with Kingsbury. Not as a rule, but looking at each game, you know, watching the games like a scout, you I just you, you I don't think games. he's that great of a play caller. You're, you're charting Arizona's games? Yes, you know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> in, I mean, not, in your mind, in your mind. In your mind, mind exactly. And, and, and partially, not the whole game. <laughs> when I see it. Yeah, yeah, whenever it's on the red zone. Yeah, if I, if I don't have to go get the phone or something. Yeah. Okay, we got that kind of deep insight. Um, I, I, I mean, I do think that we all have our opinions on what we think of, of Kingsbury. Like, I mean, obviously, what do you think? I, I think that he's probably a little bit overrated. He, he's been a guy who. Well, how do you think he's rated? I think most people think he's probably a, a, a one of the probably in the 15 16 range right, or middle so of the think, road coach. You think he, people think he's average and you say he's overrated. I think I think he's below average, yeah. All right. Where so do you why? put him? 
Why do you think so? Uh, well, first, I mean, the results on the field, but secondly— Well, hold on, I, hold, I, hold on. The results on the field in year two, when you—in you, the toughest division of football, you surged around 500. In year three, you almost—you're a couple—one game away from winning the, winning the entire— or getting the number one seed, or I mean the number two seed. I mean, you can't say the forward progress of Arizona hasn't been impressive. I mean, how much? What do we back- make of the fact? Okay. What do we make of the fact that the Cardinals are 76 percent against the spread in the first half of the season, only 37 percent against the spread, 10 and 18 in the second half of the season wow. in, in uh, their three years with them? Yeah, there's a lot of questions about um, a guy in Los Angeles with that same, you know, guy that's well regarded at this point. Some call him the boy genius, <laughs> right? It's true. Yes. Okay. S- similar offenses. Yeah. All right. So uh, the showstopper got us off on the, a different track here. AJ, would you agree that c- the Arizona's progress in three years is 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 top ten percent? Meaning, if a coach comes in with Arizona as they were Mer- uh, Kingsbury's first year, and you say in the third year they're going to make the playoffs and and be in contention for the number one seed late into the season, you're going to say way ahead of schedule. Yeah, in three years they they have made good progress. So on the field is way above average. Yeah, you know what? Oh, I hear okay. you. I hear you. I think what it is, and and I'll let you come back with another thought. <laughs> but uh, to me, I'm not even sure we need to because I think it's cause of how he play, how he did in college, and we all have heard the stats on. Uh, oh, if it, if if you take Kansas out in the Big Twelve at Texas Tech. Kingsbury, you know, like something like 20 and, and 55 or something. It's horrendous. And and Leach had just been in Texas Tech. I mean, not the – I think there was a coach in between. But and, – and, and Leach made a bowl like 11 straight years. So we all seen success out of Lubbock. And we're seeing a guy that is not even competitive out of Lubbock who was going to take the OC at what, UCLA or USC? I can't remember. And then I- he all of a sudden gets a head job. So we're all I skeptical. Guess, I, I am. I'm still skeptical. I, and I, I've looked at this guy as a guy who handpicked this quarterback, is running an offense specifically for this quarterback. Well, when you're the number one pick in the draft, that means you're really bad, by the way. I mean, they had the number one pick in year three. They're making the playoffs. Uh, that, yeah. So to me, and when you say when you say the, the offense is based around him, well, what offense isn't based around a quarterback? Well, remember to the point that the, the Cardinals threw away a quarterback that they just spent a first-round pick Which on was, to get this quarterback. How does that look in hindsight? Uh, it's brilliant. But, I mean, it's, it's, at the time, you could certainly say they, they had a guy in mind that fit with what Cliff Kingsbury or wanted maybe to they do. Knew Rosen Josh was Rosen wasn't that it. Maybe but, no, See, that's one version of it. I think contemporaneously at the time you could have said, yeah, that's the case. But now that we see Rosen can't even be – he's not even a backup. He can't even – he's like third string. And and he wouldn't even be third string if it wasn't for the draft equity. If people didn't think, hey, this is a first-round talent, he'd be out just like Haskins. If Haskins was a fifth-round pick, he'd be out of the league. And same thing with Rosen. And Rosen will be out of the league soon enough. Well, then I guess I guess the question is that why why did the Arizona Cardinals extend Steve Kime, who used a first round pick on Josh Rosen? Because smart owners understand that the best you're going to be is 50-50 in the draft on 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 first round quarterbacks. I mean, he, he's also the guy that supervised this 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 uh, surge, this resurgence. 
right? I mean, I could see the question of why did you keep him? Because remember, the coach that was there was a one-year wonder, too, that he hired. So not only did they get rid of Rosen, they got rid of the coach after year one, right? Steve Wilkes, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's even a coordinator at this point. So it doesn't seem like that was – I don't know. Maybe he is. But, I mean, he's certainly yeah, I, not – I think he, he, was at, he was at Mizzou last year, like uh, Missouri University. Defensive what? backs coach for the Panthers right now. Oh, he's okay. been hired. Well, welcome to the league. Yeah, I mean, so what I'm saying is you could make the case – and, and I'm almost certain the Kime is the one that, that chose Wilkes there. And, and, and he obviously drafted Rosen, like you said. So it's like that is about as bad. And you think about it, that's about as bad of a start as you could have. Uh, how often does a coach get fired after one year? Rarely. Rarely. How often does a first-round quarterback get, like, traded after one year? Never. So it, was a, it might be the worst start we've ever seen. From a GM, <laughs> and it was it was it was his first year of an extension. He had been there five years earlier. First year of his five year extension oh, was that okay. year with Wilkes well, then, and then Rosen. you know obviously Kimes. Now listen, obviously now so he would have been there when Arians was there. Then. He was there. He, he and Arians started at the same time, 2013. Okay, well listen, as much as I'm not an Arians fan, and we're going to get to it. You got to give credit where credits due. Is you know when they had Palmer, they, they you know Arizona was a good team. Yeah, went to an so, NFC Championship game, had some success. Certainly. So I give the I give the owner some credit, right? Usually when you have a disaster like that, because it doesn't change how disastrous the Wilkes hire was and the pick of Rosen. Disaster times two, squared even, and not even two times. It's more than that. And though I guess two squared is the same as two times, but it's usually <laughs> not in this case. If you know, if it's to the power of three, it's not. Now, but here's the thing, right, Mackenzie? You got that? Twenty-seven, not even close. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, H- Hendricks died at 27. Jim, Mo- oh, well, that's something else. We could we could do like a whole numerology. Different convo. Just whatever whatever number comes up, we just go off on another tangent on it, <laughs> and then it would like, but we would pre- we would do it in a way that six 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 came up at the end, and it would just cut out. <laughs> and then the show would be over. Yeah, I'd be it, and it's like tomorrow there's a new show. <laughs> I mean, that would be that would be legendary. It would be. So, RJ, I want to ask you, do you you attribute more credit to Kingsbury or Kyler Murray in this three-year resurgence of the Cardinals? Okay. I have to say Kyler Murray, but I still have big questions about him. And here's why. I am very much uncertain about Kingsbury because you've got to look at that situation. Let's be candid. If you're even a decent person – team motivator, you're not as bad as Texas Tech was. So this is a guy that not only wasn't winning schematically, he wasn't building a team. And he had Patrick Mahomes there. Which is even, uh, now that you say that, that, as I think about it, that's stunning, right? So so now the question becomes, now listen, but I don't know. I don't know who got hurt, who was on whatever, but on the surface, that looks bad. Now, the stories we're hearing now about Kyler Murray is that he's not a team guy, that he's, you know, isolated, he's self-involved, he's not a leader. But it, the coach can help with that. And maybe Kings, you could say, well, Kyler Murray shouldn't need the help. But, okay, some people need help with this kind of thing. And maybe I'm going to blame him a little bit, Kingsbury, for the lack of team, the way, the way Kyler's being perceived. That's one negative. What causes me great pause 
is all the negativity because he, he, he doesn't go for it on fourth down or he kicks field goals. And to me, that I'm going to go the other way on that. I just, I, these people won't be taught. These people will either be doing something else. They'll be selling insurance or something, or the people that are obsessed with the run, with running path, because here's the problem. Mathematically with the model, they're right. They're not getting the math wrong. Where they're getting wrong are the assumptions behind the math. And you know how I know that? Because Bill Belichick disagrees with them. That's all I need to know. Belichick, he's been getting lambasted for fourth down decisions this year or this prior year. And it's, he's not wrong. He's just not wrong. It's not it, – it, the odds are about mm, 1% that he's wrong. So to me, there's a genius. There's one genius in football. He disagrees with him. And you know why I, I disagree with him too? With the running – running is bad in all cases almost. And that's not a fair representation. That almost every team should pass more is their belief. Every team. And to me, the problem with that is all the coaches think otherwise, even some of the young ones. So if you remember, Staley was talking about the need to run and instill toughness. And there's also an element that if you're always going backwards on the offensive line, it's when you do have to run, you can't. And it gives the offense, like, you know how a play action freezes them, right? Well, if they're moving, if they're pinning their ears back, all, you know, there's all these reasons that aren't able to be built into the model. And they, but if they could just say, man, the math says one thing, the coaches say the other, it's somewhere in between. But they don't say that. They don't, they're not even humble about saying, I disagree with the coach. They call the coaches idiots. And the 28-year-old sitting in their basements calling these millionaires idiots, I just don't buy into. So to some degree, I am going to be on Kingsbury's side because he's hated by – I mean hated because he's square to them because he runs too much. Now, my last point would be I can't really judge the X's and O's, but I can judge the on-the-field performance, and I think it's outstanding. So on one hand, I see a negative teamwork or team building bad. I'll call it neutral on the running because I'm not going to like like him because of that, but I'm going to root for it. And then I think his performance is big. So now in a weird way, we're judging the past Texas Tech with the present, which is they're winning. So I don't know how he doesn't get an above average grade. But I know a lot of serious people disagree with that, even non-analytics people. Like John Middlecoff hates him. Says he, not, not personally, as a coach. And Middlecoff, as a former scout, knows the NFL. So, but I've also, last point, I've also heard people that are serious X's and O's people say that he came in the league running pretty much the, um, uh, oh, what's that called? Not the fire. The uh, air raid. The air raid, yeah. yeah like Leach, right? Is... He running the air right, and within like four weeks, he saw it wasn't going to work, and completely changed and like instilled a new offense week by week throughout the first half of that season. After they cha- started changing, and he was amazingly effective with it, and that he's been hyper um, creative with the run game all three years, and the run game is is a big element to their success. So I don't know, like what have you? I mean, you know, scouts, AJ, like like the people that you trust to look at the tape. What do they say? Well, and I, I've thought this for a long time, and I've actually talked to a, a scout who says the same thing, that the, there's no quarterback and coach more married to each other 
from a schematic standpoint than Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Like Kingsbury is he does he puts Kyler Murray in a better position to win than any other coach would be able to, and Kyler Murray runs Kingsbury's system better than anyone would be able to. So it's hard for me to pick the or to take the two apart and and say what I think of them separately. Well, what do you think of them together? I, I think they're limited. I, I think they're a team that can be good, but never going to be great. And well, a lot what, of it, what, we, we've to- what quarterbacks can be great that are currently in the league? I, I mean, I, I think Rodgers, Mahomes, they, the obvious I ones mean, who have, more have done it. Seven? Is there more than six or seven? I'd say there's more than six or seven. Like, uh, Justin Herbert hasn't done anything more than Kyler Murray has. Well, I, I, I think Justin I Herbert say, has a much higher ceiling. I didn't ceiling. ask why you thought that. I'm asking you how many. T- I got one thing to say. Look at your quarterback list, and in about 40 seconds, I'm going to ask you who can be great in the league. Now, what I'm going to say as AJ's doing that is I think that it's very suspicious that Kyler Murray is so aggressively wanting a contract this early. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I don't like Bruce Arians. I oh, I know. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Does Bruce Arians have that? No. No. He's limping around. Oh, my Achilles. Toughen up. <laughs> You know why? Because of the heartlessness of the host. That, no, it's because of you, and we appreciate it, and we're going to reciprocate, and we keep trying every day to do that. You can listen on 225 stations, coast to coast. You know your station? Great. If you don't, go to foxsportsradio.com. You can look it up, and you can hear it streaming right there, all of the FSR shows here in Vegas on the Strip. Mackenzie, what time is it? Or what's the temperature? 79 degrees. That's what I thought, 79, and the neon is percolating. All right, RJ, let's get to the list. The the list, not my list, the list of quarterbacks who can be you. great. All that right. comes from me. All right, so how many is on the list? Nine guys. All right, rattle off the obvious first. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's obvious. Okay. All right. I, at this point, I think he is, right? Yeah, you're right. Okay, I don't like it, but you're right. Okay, that's, that's four? That's four. So there's five more. Justin Herbert. Herbs. My guy. I think that's true. Joey Burrow, who I didn't believe in, but I got to say. I agree. Dak Prescott. Okay. Russ Wilson. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Okay, now there's the debate, right? Because if anything, whatever you think of Lamar, I think you have to think less of him in the playoffs. And I agree with that. Yeah. So he's won one playoff game. And if you look at it, at the number of wins, now this year obviously was an injury-plagued year for the Ravens. I don't blame Lamar for any of this, really, uh, this year. Uh, obviously, he got hurt, too. But, I mean, you can't blame – he's not injury-prone uh, as far as we can see. So, But the way that he plays could lead to injuries as, as his career goes yeah, on, certainly. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But, that hey, that's not his fault. It's the Ravens' fault. I mean, like, he can only <laughs> play the way he plays, right? Yep. I mean, it's, and he doesn't take unnecessary hits. You give him credit for that. Uh, and, you know, so I, to me, though, I think it's a lot like Peyton Manning. However good you thought Peyton Manning was, he was less in the playoffs for some reason. And with Lamar, I think it makes more sense. The Ravens have been outstanding when they have been against inferior teams. They're almost like Nebraska in the 90s. 
just running all over Tommy Frazier doing like little tricks with the ball as he's going in for the 70th point. And remember from, from that game against the Dolphins early in the year, a couple years ago, when they just crushed the Dolphins. It was one of the worst NFL beatings you're ever going to see when the Dolphins were supposedly tanking. And then they won too many games. And didn't, but that situation is so advantageous for Baltimore because they run the ball. And what NFL team, when they're down like 14 with six minutes left, want to like deal with more running? And it just it weakens the other team, old school. But in the playoffs, they usually don't get in that situation. And because of that, in times you're going to get down to teams. Look at Brady. How many playoff games did Brady win when they were down double digits? Not and many. Yeah, and obviously the Atlanta one being the most pronounced. Yeah, so, and Lamar's, Lamar's not built to do that. Now, let's give him credit, though, is is they did come back against Kansas City. Or was it Kansas City? Yeah, it was Kansas City. That was that big week two comeback. So he's had some signature comebacks, but it just doesn't seem like that's his uh, – it's not going to be his forte. And thus, I question, can he win it? Uh, I, who would have been the next two or three? Kyler Murray might be available, so keep that in you mind. You know, Dan Beyer did mention a name of a guy that I left off my list, but Deshaun Watson probably would have been on my list. Did I? Yeah, thought of he's him. not active. Probably, he would have been. Okay. Well, you trying to you you want to distance yourself from him because yes, uh, yeah, fair enough. Okay, but the truth has to win here, AJ. You like you used to love Deshaun, didn't you? I do like Deshaun. I mean, didn't you? I mean, I heard this. He blocked me on Twitter, but I'm a fan of his play. Well, listen, you're going to always hate those closest to you. I mean, you. You You know that better than anyone. I mean, not better than your wife, but actually, (laughs) listen, you you and your wife have seemingly. Like, listen, obviously, anyone that's together, they're together. That's awesome. Number two, you can never really tell, but I would. I I get us. I've been around you and your wife, you know, what? more than 20 hours and I don't think I've ever felt any real constant I mean it's like it's probably as as positive a relationship I've ever seen from a distance obviously but she's a patient lady patient no I was gonna say the other way around to be honest (laughs) with you I mean let's just say it's a challenge right be honest be honest I I won't be honest that's how I keep my relationship (laughs) strong that's your best line yet that's the best line yet so anyway um who else, who would have been the next couple on your list of, of uh, this is the AJ Hoffman they can win the Super Bowl if you're not on this list forget about it list Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins um Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins okay wow this league's thin at quarterback aren't we it is huh huh okay so let's do this in case you didn't get the whole list AJ's going to tweet it out right after the show and AJ your Twitter is at AJ is the real. Okay, so it's AJ I S T H E R E A L. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, this is a guy that felt like that when Tom Brady made a mistake, he'd get out there and explain how bad Brady was on a certain throw. 
And like he he badmouthed Brady more in training camp the first year than Belichick did in in eighteen or twenty years. And somehow thought that that Brady wanted to hear this kind of feedback. Well, yeah, I mean, if if you have the the uh, uh, winning pedigree that Bruce Arians has, <laughs> I mean, and and again, this is what I'll say about Bruce Arians: two things in the media that I'm on the periphery of, but I know people in the media. And I got some friends, and they. Tell me, or a few, more than one, that there's never been more of a of a, a airtime show or airtime, uh, you know, uh, whatever word you want to say for someone that likes it a lot, is, is than Arians. And uh, I'm not saying that's a problem, but it's it, it's now kind of a continuation of this idea he wants attention. He wants attention more than he should get naturally. And then number two is the guy has only got a promotion on the same team as his entire career one time. And if you go to, to any coach, it, you, what you usually see early, you know, GA somewhere back in the day, and AJ, you're, you, you know this as well as me, then they go somewhere, get a position job, you know, at a one double A school maybe, and then they get a position job. But usually once they get to that first D1 school, they usually have two or three times that they get promotions within that school. And and, and meaning uh, a promotion at one school and then maybe the next job, they, you know, jump up and then they get a promotion there. So it's like, you know, Bruce Arians, it was every job was the next job at another place. What does that say? He looked better from the outside than inside. And only the Steelers, who has loyalty out the wazoo, ever promoted him and oh, by the way, they fired him from that position as OC. <laughs> so I mean, the Steelers who don't fire anyone fired him. Yeah, true. I mean, you know, coordinators will get rid of, but yeah, they are slow to fire. So I don't, I don't like the fact that he's been positioned as this elder statesman of coaching. He's old, but he's not the elder statesman of anything. And now, what's going on is the talk of Brady playing somewhere else is 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 getting deafening. You know, it's so loud. And now Bruce Arians is saying, yeah, if uh, if Brady wants to play somewhere else, it's going to be five first round picks, even even though even though Brady only re-upped his contract in the you remember his original deal was for two years. This would have been his last year. Brady, though, re-upped to help the Tampa Bay Bucks on the salary cap. So it's like, boy, you're going to do him dirty, right? If he wants to go somewhere else. Right. What do you think of that, AJ? I don't think it's a good look. Uh, I, I think it's a, it, it just seems petty, which I, that's not surprising. But him saying that if they made a if they went out and got a big made a big splash at quarterback and Brady decided he wanted to come back, whoever that big splash would was would be the number two guy because I'm not going to be the guy who trades Tom Brady is what he's saying. Which obviously, if Tom Brady wanted to be traded, it, it wouldn't it, like first of all, he's not the GM. Well, right. how's Bruce Arians deciding who's trading who? It's, I don't know. That's in his mind, though. Wow. Listen, and Light's got a, a very respected. I mean, sometimes the coach does dictate, right, like with Shanahan, but is is what by all accounts. Uh, and obviously Belichick, who's not, I don't think the GM in name. Uh, okay, last or one last point on Arians. Is that, then he went on to talk about how he thought Tom Brady got too much credit. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. The and greatest the greatest of all time. No, saying that the, too Tampa, much love. the Tampa Bay was gonna win regardless. And the fact that they went seven and nine the year before was a coincidence. 
Oh, the, the upgrade between Jameis to Tom Brady was just minimal. Well, first off, I don't even think it was. That. First of all, we got to understand when a quarterback gets old, there's often a sense that you know his gravitas is what helps a team, you know. But he's not as good on the field. Tom Brady, we did the analysis was what number two when we looked at uh, the last two seasons. We looked at his QBR. And we looked at his PFF grade and took 50% of each, ranked him. And if I recall, he was number two, right? Yes, right behind Rodgers. Between Rodgers and Josh Allen. That's what Tom Brady's been the last two years. Okay, so he's exceeded all expectations on the field, no doubt. But I think his contribution to the team mentality, uh, to, to being a true leader, was at least that big. As, I don't think that's even uh, that's not debatable to me. Like so, he, yeah. I mean, he's the reason why that whole team got vaccinated. So if you're the second best quarterback over the, those two years, you win a Super Bowl, and your contribution other than being a quarterback's equal, and you're overrated. <laughs> Let me tell you who's overrated. Real quick, in the NBA, we got a couple interesting games. Phoenix, who's one and two without Chris Paul. What do you see with the line tonight, um, McKenzie? It opened up at 13 before Devin Booker was announced out with COVID. And the opponent, the opponent is Portland. Yes, they're host. The Suns are hosting the Blazers. They're currently 11 point favorites. It dipped down right after Booker, but you don't need Booker to beat the Blazers the way they're playing right now. So they're 11 and a half point favorites right now. The Suns. Okay, now what do you think this line would be? So 13 was the line before they knew about Booker. What do you think this line would be if if uh, they hadn't started one and two? Do you think there's been any downgrade? No, I don't think so. Just right. looking at spread to spread, I don't think so. Okay, real quick now, the 76ers started hot, hot with Harden. What are we seeing tonight, and does it feel like there's an upgrade? Yes, it does. The Knicks were seven and a half point dogs when they were home versus the Sixers. Now they're on the road, and the Sixers are ten and a half point favorites. Two and zero straight up, and ATS with Harden. All right, so the market believes in these two games with Harden. AJ, I think uh, you get an A minus this this show. I think. I'll gladly take an A minus. I think the real question is, better coach, Kingsbury or Arians? Oh, oh, I, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> that's a, that, that's going to take me all night to, to sift through. That's going to mind rack you. All right, guys, if you missed any of today's show, including the latest uh, RJ hates Bruce Arians, but also the list of quarterbacks. If you don't have one of these quarterbacks, you and, can't win. And, and AJ telling you how to have a good marriage. That. You can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're going to be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. Continue sifting through these NFL divisional odds. We've been promising you that we're going to get to it. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas 